0: This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 163. On this week's podcast, I meet up with brewer and author Tommy Barnes to talk about his new book, A Beer in the Loire. This hilarious memoir details his quest to try and make a living by brewing craft beer in one of France's most famous wine producing regions and has a cast of colourful, quirky locals who help him along on his journey. It's a fascinating story which turns the usual escape to France memoir on its head. So let's have a listen. Um, Welcome to the podcast, Tommy Barnes.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tommy has written um, a brilliant book called Beer in the Loire, and it was nominated for the Fortnum & Masons Awards this year, which is when I came across it. Um, Basically, a lot of people have got this dream of, you know, packing in their job, moving to France, maybe starting a new business, and and you did all that. You decided to go to the most famous wine-producing region in France and make beer.
1: I did, yeah. I didn't really realise that at the time. Uh, it, was, it, it proved... It actually, it didn't prove to be that much of a mistake, funny right. enough. Um, uh, but when we realised where we were, um, and I'd, I'd just set up the brewery, and uh, we moved to a place called um, Bralu, a village in the Indre-et-Loire, which is near Chinon, which is famous for its red wines. Yeah. And along the Loire Valley, I mean, everyone makes everyone, wine. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and so I, uh, I set up a brewery there. Yeah. And... Um, but it turns out they drink beer as well, the French. So, yeah. so it's all right, yeah.
0: So, I think in in the beginning of the book, you have a lot of conversations with your with your neighbour, where he says, um, <laughs> "What beer you brew it?" And there's a kind of running joke in the book where he constantly asks you, like, "Have you ever thought about brewing a blonde beer?" Because that seems to be the thing that people in France drink.
1: That's yeah, certainly in sort of traditional France. I think cities are different cities; right. they, they're uh, more cosmopolitan. But where we live, beer for the French is um, is a blonde beer. Yeah. And they drink it uh one glass perhaps before a meal okay. and a pero, or if it's a hot day they'll have a they'll have a beer but the idea of sort of leaving work at five and drinking (laughs) drinking till
0: sinking pints pints
1: till till midnight yeah they really can't comprehend that i'm trying to change their their minds on that (laughs) mostly by example
0: yeah yeah. mostly by showing them how it can be done
1: yeah but they don't seem that impressed see me stagger around so
0: has the craft beer revolution that seems to have happened all in the rest of the world does that reach france
1: it's happening um where we are Again, we're slightly we're slightly behind in the big cities. Then yes, certainly there's these there's some lots of microbreweries, and I, I've got some friends who've got a brewery and they do all sorts of strange things. They were making a, a pink hibiscus beer last time oh, I nice. went, and um, but where we are now, it's it's um, it's it's just starting to happen, I think. Okay. But it's very, I mean, it's mostly sort of farmers and and they regard anything new with with suspicion. So yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, my saving grace is they do like to drink. They like alcohol. They do. So yeah.
0: So so you you've you've kind of got them on board with the
1: yeah. And I I am converting people slowly to to more interesting beers. Yeah. I sell I sell four beers really. A, a blonde, uh, which was the, the beer I spent a year just making IPA, and my yeah. neighbour for a year told me I had to make a blonde beer. So eventually I did. Yeah. And it's now my most popular beer. Is, so he was oh God.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Which is annoying. But is that you know. a bit
0: annoying that he's, he yeah. was right and a, all along? Yeah. <laughs> I named it after
1: him. I named it after my, it's called Berger Blonde and I named it after my neighbour and he was deeply <laughs> unimpressed with it. I don't know why. <laughs> I thought it would be an honour but he just didn't seem to was care. Wasn't impressed
0: you. that you used no, his name
1: at no, all. No, no. But it's there, it's now, It's, it's he's been immortalised in, in a beer. Yeah. Um, and I make a stout and an IPA um, and a, More and more people are buying the the, the IPAs and the stouts. I've got a hardcore following of elderly French women um, who come to the market every Friday and buy my stout. And I I don't know why. I don't know what they're doing Um,
0: with it. I'm sure that um, back in the day on Coronation Street that one of the old girls on that used to drink to always have like a half pint of stout. I think it's meant to be healthy. Yeah, it it's
1: got a, repu- well, yeah, it's like got a, a
0: reputation it, for having a lot of iron in it or yeah, something. Yeah, or I know
1: my mum was told to drink stout yeah, when she was when pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Which is <laughs> which I is think <laughs> that's now no longer the, no, the recommendation. No, I don't I still so. tell people at the market that they should. Yeah. So um yeah I yeah, I could get sued one day for my,
0: that. My my husband uh, reckons that a pint of no. Two pints of Guinness is the equivalent of a roast dinner.
1: Yeah, two pints of Guinness you can there was a man that lived in a cave and <laughs> just drank Guinness.
0: And, and he lived. died in the
1: end, <laughs> but he did live much longer than anyone thought. So, yeah. you know, um, he proved something. I don't know if it's worth his life, but he, yeah. he did prove it.
0: Um, people who haven't read the book might think that when you went to France and decided you were going to stop brewing beer that that you'd already done it and that you were an expert in brewing and... That's not true, is it? That's
1: not true at all. Um, and yeah, I did a little bit of homebrew with my friend. He had a little homebrew kit. Yeah. But I mean, he he, I just stood around and, and drank the, r- the results really. Yeah. And he he <laughs> knew how to do it. Um, uh, I moved. We moved to France. My original plan was to write a, a best-selling uh, comedy murder mystery okay. novel. <laughs> but that, but it just proved to be a disaster. I, I I I did write it and I sent it to everybody, every publisher, and they all hated it. Um, and so then I was in trouble and I. And I and I thought that's when I had this sort of revelation. Beer will save me
0: because because, because it like always to, has. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and was that because you like to drink a lot of beer? Yeah, I've always time? yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think growing up we you know yeah. sort of had a, a big beer culture. So, yeah.
0: yeah, and I think your inspiration was um, you've got a specific inspiration, haven't you? Which is big. Big Job IPA, which big I think job, is yeah. Saint Austell St. Brewery. Yeah. You who don't I really see it that love. much now, but no. But, um, I mean, if you go to Cornwall, it's, yeah. it's all over the place. But yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But there were proper jobs all over the place, but yeah. big jobs oh, like the big tur- job. Yeah, you're right. it's actually. like the turbo proper job. Is it? Yeah. Is and it
0: like really high? Um, um, yeah, it's seven point something. Okay, that's percent. proper. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's why you yeah. don't see it that much. Out. I think. Yeah,
1: but you used to be able to get in pubs, but I haven't seen it for a while. Yeah. But that was my inspiration. Probably drinking that was my inspiration, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: In, in the book, in the early days, there seems to be a reluctance to actually, like, read manuals and actually learn how to do it properly and kind of winging it slightly. Yeah. Is that true? I think
1: um, you'll, if you read the book, you'll see a, one common theme throughout it is a, the idea that it will probably be all right. And <laughs> yeah, that's I love that. That yeah. was sort of the philosophy that, that carried me through. So in the early days, because brewing... Yeah. Brewing beer is actually a simple process. Okay. Um, it's it's uh, uh, malt, uh, hops, and yeast. And okay. you, if you do that, the likelihood is you'll get some kind of alcoholic liquid. So, can you
0: can you tell us the process, like really simply, then? So, there, so it, just from yeah,
1: yeah, it's um. So the, the main ingredient, uh, apart from water, the main yeah. ingredient is um, uh, malt, which yeah. is. Uh, malted barley normally okay, malted barley. you can use other but for a simple beer malted barley mm. you uh, you grind it yeah. so that the starch in the barley is more readily available yeah. you soak it in warm water which converts the starch to sugar okay. so then you have a sugary liquid add hops for flavour right. and bitterness okay. and then you add yeast and the yeast eats all the sugar uh, and turns it into alcohol uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think eating sugar is a technical term no. for it, but it might, that's how I <laughs> see it in my head um, yeah so um and, yeah, and after a week, you'll have an alcoholic liquid. Yeah. But the real trick is making good beer. Yeah. And uh, that... So anyone that,
0: can make that stuff yeah. that we used to have in the, you know, the shed, or your dad would, like, brew up in the shed, yeah, and it would just yeah. be, like, a bucket of this, like, yeasty-smelling brown liquid. Yeah. Back when the... I don't know when it was, the 80s was a huge, like, home brewery. Yeah. Um, but... That's it wasn't it. There. And it wasn't wasn't, it wasn't particularly great. nice. No, it was no. horrible. I mean no. we always obviously used to go and nick it and drink it and it was disgusting. Yeah. I mean, you know, you'd reject Even that as beforehand. a sort
1: of a fifteen year old expect to get drunk. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You'd be more likely to just go and try and buy a bottle of martini down <laughs> yeah. the <shops>.
1: um, <laughs> But it's actually the, the home brewing now's got a lot better. The, yeah. You can you can make really good beer now with the the the, the um, ingredients and things you get. But you do have to know what you're doing. And yeah, when I started out, the problem was I was reading these books and a lot of it Mm-hmm. seem quite complicated and yeah. science based and uh, so I just ignored it <laughs> sort of did, did the bits <laughs> you know, that i understood anyway. i did yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah i mean you know nowadays i force I force myself to try and understand a bit more ab- ab- yeah. about it, um, but there are still some things um the sort of the, the, the chemistry of, of water and things like that okay. that i just don 't go near yeah, you so can you pay d- other people to 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 sort that out for you, yeah. so i do that
0: it 's funny because I think in the book you um you kind of, it, that phrase you said, it'll be all right, it happens. And every time it happens, you're like, no, no, yeah, it's it, not going to
1: be yeah. all
0: right. You yeah. know that there's yeah, like yeah. a disaster looming yeah. around the corner.
1: Yeah, I've lived my life by that um, by that phrase and it's produced underwhelming results. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. But, but I mean, the, well, the, the thing, the, the advantage of a sort of, let's call it an idiot philosophy, yeah. is um, that you that you get up and do things you know if you think about things forever yeah you can always always think of a think of a reason why not to do it so sometimes it's better to disengage your brain and just and just go for it Mm. and um that that's what i'm most proud of i think in 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 the book and 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 what we did going over to france to start a brewery is that we we did we just went for it and we didn't think too much about it and um and it's working out, you know, it's going yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, you came pretty close to the edge several times, didn't you? There were times ty- where you were literally like, if this doesn't work, I've got, I'm not going to have any money left and we're just going to have to back yeah. up and...
1: I mean, I made a, a beer that tasted a bin yeah. at, <laughs> at one point um, and it was a point where we were so poor that I had to sell this beer. I couldn't oh, afford not to. God. So I ended up going to the market knowing I had this awful beer and selling it to, to the locals and... Um, they should have disowned me then. Right. But it's one of the things I love about the people that live live uh, in yeah. our village and around us is that they're very forgiving and supportive. I was going
0: to say that they seem, from the book, really supportive. Yeah. And, and they came back. They came back to
1: buy more even after I made a beer that essentially tasted of
0: what brought that the liquid at the
1: bottom of, of a bin that yeah, you get. like what, a,
0: what brought the essence of bin to it? Did you work that out in the end?
1: Um, no, I've checked all the... the um websites and books and no, no one managed else to do a bin to, no, beer. No. So I've I've, I've, I've it's a first, something I unique, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> I think you said there's various there's things like wild yeast can happen and make a beer completely off, can't it? Yeah. By just getting into your um so you have to be really scrupulous about your brew methods. That's
1: right. For cleanliness is, is the most important thing for for a brewer. Um and sanitization um and these are things that, if you just look at my appearance, you'd you'd realise that they're not my strong points. So <laughs> he um, looks very nice, yeah. listeners.
0: Don't um, listen to
1: him. Uh, I so I I was making beer that wasn't coming out well, and it kept not coming out well, and yeah. it was because I was cutting corners over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a neighbour called uh, Monsieur Richard. Oh yeah,
0: Richard. I love him in the book. He's just he's like a he's like a kind of um, Yoda, Zen kind of figure, isn't he? He's
1: yeah, he is, and he's he's a real inspiration. He's a lovely man, and um, uh, but one of the most amazing things about him is is his cleanliness and tidiness and precision. He's got this vegetable garden, and it's I think I describe it as the Sistine Chapel of of vegetable gardens. It's, It's immaculate. Everything is just row after row, is absolutely perfectly spaced. He's got no um, no problems with um, uh, what do you call it pests and and, and right. things like that. And uh, and I realised one day I was helping him out, and uh, his, uh, his gardening tools were cleaner than my brewery tools. Oh God! And uh, I thought, yeah, I've got to change. Yeah, this is yeah. this is it. You know, he yeah, the way he works, he's always he's always got a. I think, you know, stuff in the bank. So if something yeah. goes wrong, he's, everything's so perfect he can, he can cope with it. Whereas right, I was okay. always on the edge cutting corners and cutting corners so that when I did get caught out, mm. there was nowhere to go and it, it would go badly wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, so he changed my philosophy. Not completely. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I try. I'm but he, a lot he kind of
0: showed you the way.
1: He did, yeah. he's. His favourite words are "a prop," which is clean, clean and all proper, and, yeah. and "ampek," which is impeccable. Oh, really? That's, yeah. So that's his sort of the, the words he lives by.
0: Because I um, think when, um, I think he explains when he that if you if you keep your garden in order and have the right plants together, then the pest control kind of takes care of itself. And he's like, "This this just looks after itself because I look after it." Kind yeah. of thing, which is.
1: And I've never met another gardener that agrees with that, but for him, <laughs> it seems to work. Um, yeah i think he is he's just so he's got it so perfect yeah. that, that that it works
0: and stick around to hear more about tommy's quest for the perfect brew mm-hmm. tell me about some of the names of the beers because within the book i mean it is you got you go on a journey right i went on the journey with you in the book where you're kind of trying and a lot of the times, failing, um, and you give recipes at the front. You give actual recipes at the front of your chapter, yeah, don't yeah, you? A, and will they will they work? I mean, they
1: will, but they're often quite honest recipes. Okay. So they're, they're not, it's not always advisable to follow them okay. I think there's <laughs> there's one recipe that I call a sinister oh, sinister, sinister turquoise, turquoise yeah. IPA, or I think it was an IPA.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's because it, I made this beer. I chucked much loads and loads of hops in that I shouldn't have chucked in. Right. And um that aren't really the right hops for for an IPA. And it came out this this unique flavour, and I couldn't describe it. It was horrible. Right. Um, it was <laughs> awful. And I But, it was but like uniquely a, horrible. Yeah, and it just it was like a sinister turquoise is the only <laughs> the only way I could describe it. Uh, and my, my neighbour, uh Damien, who's a who's a good friend of mine yeah. and helped and helped me a lot, he um uh he used it for um herbicide he used it for, for he actually ki- used to it kill, for it. kill weeds yeah oh
0: my god yeah
1: with some some uh success i think
0: yeah i like the bit where um you um decide you you're expanding so you decide to go and buy yourself a van to <laughs> um to take things around it, and you end up buying a is it a peugeot um fire fire van a
1: peugeot uh j9 they call it a okay. j9 yeah it's yeah. from 1982 it's from one of the most untrustworthy men i've ever met i okay. think i bought it on a sort of a, <laughs> a, a an internet sort of uh, like a sort of e- ebay but but yeah. a bit less regulated yeah um and everybody told me not to get it yeah um but i i this this again i just thought it would probably be all right and this time it was yeah. it was um and my view, they you know, people were saying you should get a new a modern van that's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, with a good service history yeah. and, and all this and yeah, but that would my be the sensible was, thing to do. It would, but at the market, yeah you need to stand out right. and you need You've to, got to have an a... image and I knew this this van looked wonderful. You've got to have an angle. Yeah. And an that's angle. a good angle. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I bought this van and I drove it five hours home because I found it it was in Burgundy, which is, you know, float like, Well it it took me seven <coughs> hours, it's five hours away Burgundy, but it took me seven hours in the van. Because um, a van won't go above sort of seventy kilometres an hour, and it's That's peculiar. Perfect. It's got the engine is like where the middle passenger seat should be oh. in in the actual cabin.
0: You, what you expose?
1: It, uh, not exposed. No, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, but it's not very well sealed, so you yeah. do sometimes get overcome with a uh, sort of petrol fumes. And nice. Things. Yeah. But the, the great advantage of it is. When it overheats, all yeah. you have to do is just put your hand on it and you can, you can sense how hot okay, the engine is. and then is. you so, know you just have to stop yeah, for yeah. a little while. So I presume that's why they did it.
0: And I think um, when he sold it to you, said you can't lock it as well. You can't so, lock it, no.
1: There, there, there's, there are locks, but they don't work. And there aren't locks on some of the doors anyway. So <laughs> there's a, yeah. I don't really understand why you put a couple of locks on, but not, <laughs> not on all the doors. Not but, on the doors, yeah, so people yeah. can... Um, you can't lock it. Um, uh, and it's it's... I took it to the garage once I'd driven it home and the man was astonished that I'd managed to get it home. It would really? all be stuck together with sellotape and things like that, the engine. And, um, but he sorted it out for me now, so it's, it's okay. It yeah. still goes. Um, so you
0: still, that's the one you still take around of the market? Yeah, the, um,
1: the, the brake fluid's leaking and okay. things like that, so I have to top that up every now and then. Um, but it, it still goes, yeah. I take it to the market. Um, and it, once you get to the market, it's great, because it's, it's a really interesting it's looking van. it's a
0: talking point as well yeah. for people.
1: Yeah. Cool. I've um, got a new. i put a new um, slogan on the back, uh, which I thought was hilarious, and is subsequently <laughs> everyone else thinks it's quite okay. offensive. It says <laughs> "Bralubière shits on other beers," <laughs> and uh, I thought, well, it's France, so no one will really complain. But no. it turns out the French often understand English.
0: <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, they, and it's oh, there yeah, now. Yeah. So, is that where you? Um, is that where you're selling the majority of your beers now, or are you are you've expanded, or
1: more and more to shops? I, I oh, started really? off just selling in markets and fets, yeah. but it's great on a summer's day with lots of tourists, you sell a lot. But you know, in February, if it's pouring with rain, or then markets are unreliable. Yeah. Um, so I'm now selling much more to shops. I still do the markets every every Friday morning at Richelieu because I love it and yeah. the people there are hilarious. Really good. Yeah, I've got lots of friends. I've got sausage woman, yeah. cheese guy, uh, bio woman. <laughs> um, I don't know their actual names, but they're they're like my best friends.
0: Do you do like a, do you still do a bit of a bartering system where you give them beer and they give you always, yeah, always. That, yeah. that that's the way to live, basically.
1: Yeah, at the end of the market, I'll go down and, and swap some beer for some cheese and, nice. and, and, and saucy song and yeah, um, yeah. so yeah. That, um,
0: can, can we talk a bit about Bert, who is one of my favourite characters in the book? Sorry, because yeah. you were telling me on the way here that um, Bert's kind of taken over. Yeah,
1: Bert. he's, um, when people meet Bert, they think he's a sort of a quite cute sort of um, maybe a bit, a bit um, dim, dim-witted dog. <laughs> um, uh, but to me, he's this sort of sinister shadow that follows me around <laughs> trying to ruin my life. Um, and he's... Yeah, we we got him and his. Bri- we were never meant to get Bert. Actually, we got we got a Louis, his brother, right. as a puppy, and but as all the dogs ran over to us, these puppies, when we'd choose them, oh. one went the other direction because he realised it was a good uh, opportunity to eat the food because they'd all. Oh, yeah, all yeah left and, it, that was and, Bert. and that was Bert. And I just oh. thought, I've got to get he's this. An dog. operator, isn't he? Yeah, and I've regretted it ever since. And yeah, he just—I mean, he's the amount of like. I'll give you an example of of his evil genius. When I when I first moved to France, yeah i started off um mowing lawns for for people with with second homes okay and i would take burt with me to try and uh, build some kind of relationship with him because at that point he despised me um <laughs> and um
0: <laughs> can a would, dog despise someone
1: uh, you know yeah Bert. <laughs> burt can um and he would um at first he would he would poo in front of the the lawnmower. Okay. So without me realizing, so I would I would run it over. Nice. And then it would just spread everywhere, and you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to. But then this is to to show his real evil genius. Yeah. He started pretending to poo, but not actually pooing. So oh, then I would circle. So then you would get
0: off. You well, have I would yeah. Well,
1: I would circle around and I, wondering where this poo was, and getting more and more stressed, and you know, so it was like a sort of Russian KGB yeah. mind trick. Yeah. And by the end of it, I was I was having a nervous breakdown. Um. <laughs> yeah but and you know now i, I mean he's still alive unfortunately yeah. and I, I take him to the, the market with me and he's actually quite a good draw people seem to think he's cute yeah. he's not cute um and uh if you if you feed him croissants he'll he'll, he'll tolerate you basically okay so, so that's, that's what i do that's
0: how you've brought him to heal yeah in as much as yeah <laughs> so what um what's your plans for the future then because i think you so see you're brewing four beers at the minute um are you making a living from it
1: I just about, just about, I'm about to get a distributor oh, who, cool. which will make things a lot easier because they will buy big, big amounts. It's a shame yeah. in a way. It's nice to sell it all directly. Yeah. And you have personal relationships. I know probably a hundred times more people than than I ever did when I lived in London.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, I just go and meet so many people at the market and, and I bars know, it and it seems to have
0: and, that really lovely community. When you read the book, it's quite even with all of the struggles that you're having and you always seem to have these like magic helpers who turn up and and you know help you along on your on your journey and stuff and it just seems to have that real kind of people are there to you know they want to see you do well
1: yeah and it's when we first moved over you found that bewildering because we just assumed people yeah, were, we were think, on the scam Yeah, you've lived yeah. in
0: london everyone's yeah. you know
1: my neighbor <laughs> drilled a hole in our wall when we first moved over and um he told me it was to make the fire better, okay. and I was too polite to to stop him doing it. And I just, I assumed it was to try and you know drive us out of the area. They didn't want the English. He was going to make our house freezing. Yeah. But he was right, you know. And when I realised it, he was just trying to help me out. You know, I felt really bad. But if you live in a big city, I think you yeah. you you do you don't trust people yeah. for, for good reason, I think. You know, but in what I love about where we live is you go into shops and you and you say hello to people that, mm. you know that are there. And you just think, well, why wouldn't you? It's perfectly, that makes perfect sense. You know, there's another human being there. Why not, why not
0: yeah. acknowledge them? Yeah, um, it? Yeah, you know, kind of lost that as well, which yeah. is quite nice to read about it in the book. I mean, it is it is properly, I was on the tube laughing, like laughing like a loon, um, and people just looking at me because there's some there's some great little pieces in it. and And I think the nicest thing about it is you're so honest about your forthcomings, you know? You're just so brutally honest about it. So it's not like you get there in the end but it's not through you know it's not a smooth path at all no
1: it's more through luck than yeah, <laughs> through skill yeah more through luck and like get yeah. fingers crossed determination i think yeah. i did have determination when yeah. I yeah back at it but yeah no i i i'm aware of my shortcomings no. do you think,
0: think there'll yeah. be a sequel
1: i'm starting a new book now yeah but we've we've got a an eight-month-old baby and a three-year-old
0: right and they're, they're
1: um there's not much time really no. between them and trying to brew beer yeah I um, imagine. but they're just yeah they're just starting to sleep so yeah. i'm feeling semi-human again Yeah, so
0: you might start uh, writing yeah. again
1: i'll reduce my caffeination levels gradually because at okay. the moment i'm probably about 70 percent sort of <laughs> coffee bean um <laughs> and then um when when my sort of head's functioning properly i'll, yeah. I'll, I'll start again i think yeah Great. but uh, yeah uh it will be the next chapter of the brewery yeah uh, and um all the, the 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 things i'll give you a what do they call it? A sneak, oh, a yeah. sneak preview. I um, I recently surrounded the brewery in two meters of concrete, okay, uh, like a sort of concrete. Uh, what do you call it? Terrace. Yeah. Uh, and I'd forgotten to take my stock out of the brewery first, so it oh. meant I could I couldn't could do any markets for about a week because all my beer I was, was, trapped was trapped in my concrete, my <laughs> wet concrete. Um. Yeah. So you're still learning, I've still, Tommy. I'm, I flood the brewery probably once a week. Okay. And that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. great
0: though it's just you know we're all human this is what we do and i think that's what makes it so engaging and charming as well um, well thank you no and thank you so much for coming to talk to us today um if anyone wants to buy the book it's called a beer in the loire um and it's published by muswell press i i think you, you probably get it on amazon um in fact i was on amazon and it said loads of brilliant reviews and one review saying i really enjoyed this book but it's a bit sweary and i was like is it um it's not that sweary
1: is it <laughs> well it's a bit sweary and that's my publisher's fault because I've got a swear I don't swear much in real life but in no. my head I swear all a lot all right okay and so when so you, I write, when you write yeah, it down. I, sw- I swear but my okay. publishers encourage that yeah. <laughs> so it's, so it's therefore it's a little bit sweary. it's fine all right it's well not, I, yeah.
0: I urge people to go and read it and a slight sweary warning but um, yeah. go and read it anyway. but thanks for talking to us today Tom Tommy. thank you
1: it's thank been you. lovely thank you
0: so that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you liked this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd really love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our brand new August issue on the newsstand now, or go download the app version. So bye for now. And we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat.